Welcome back to Elevated Inspiration for Sunday School. We're still in our teaching and learning series of the Cogent Legacy Edition, and we have an interesting, great subject today. It is entitled Praying as God's People. This is Lesson 11, so let's get started. In this lesson, Jesus continues his Sermon on the Mount by engaging his audience with an enlightenment about prayer. So this lesson provides the correct process when praying. Now, you got to pay attention because I think, I think this is a magnificent lesson. All right, first, what we're going to look at is how to pray. Matthew 6, 5 through 6. Notice in verse 5, it says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in synagogues in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Now, no doubt, you've heard people who can mesmerize entire congregation with the catalog of grammar. You know, maybe you've even said to yourself, oh, I wish I can pray like that. Now, remember this, eloquence impress people, but not God. Let me say that again. Eloquence impresses people, but not God. See, the Lord is interested in humility. Notice verse 6, but thou, now notice now, he says, I like this. He says, but, there's that but again, but thou. But you all, remember now, he has the audience of people, including his disciples. He's up on the mount and he's telling them because these are individuals that are his followers. But you, when thou prayest, enter into thy closets. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which sees in secret shall reward thee openly. So what God is saying here is that he's interested more in your humility and the sincerity of prayer, not a stage present. Because he talks about shutting the door. In, in the Amplified version, it says, go into your most private room, close the door, pray to your father who is, who is in secret and your father sees in secret, will reward you. So we're seeing here the sincerity when you get alone by yourself that's how you can tell the character of a person is what he do what he does when he is alone not what he's doing in front of people but when he gets alone what is this person doing verse six and seven gives a more elaboration on what jesus is teaching he says but when ye pray I like that word. I, I, I like when he said, but. But when you pray, use not vain repetition. Now, in the Amplified verse, it says, use, don't use meaningless repetition. Now, think about this for a minute. Meaningless words do not transform into a meaningful prayer. There's nothing wrong with teaching a child to pray, now lay me down to sleep, and so on. I learned that prayer when I was real small. But if that's as far as you've gotten after 20 or 30 years. If I'm still saying that same prayer now, that's a worthless repetition. And that's what he's saying here. Don't 
use vain repetition, meaningless repetition. You must use things that are sincere. Notice in the eighth verse, it says, Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before you even ask. So he knows. He knows what you're going to pray for before you even ask. So what Jesus is teaching us here is that prayer is a time of communication. It's a time of being intimately with God. And he's going to demonstrate how we do that. And this is a demonstration. Now, remember now, this is basically an example of prayer, praying, uh, a prayer. And this is, even though many of us know this by heart, but this is an example. And let's break it down. First, it says, our Father, which are in heaven. Notice now, he used the word our. Then you know that God belonged to everyone and it's a family thing he is our father he's not just one person father but this is a brother and a sister thing which he is in heaven give us a location and i like this term right here hallow be thy name hallow is set aside sanctify his name is is set aside it is so powerful in the Old Testament, his name has so many different meanings to it. For example, he's called Elohim, meaning he's creator. He's Yahweh. He's Jehovah, the God of covenant. He's Jehovah Jireh, the God of a provider. Jehovah Salom, the God of peace. God has so many different names. And we must recognize that he is our creator and we are his creation. And in verse 10, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Notice now where God is located. He's located in heaven. So he has a kingdom and his kingdom cannot be found on Google Maps. But his kingdom is where the people who are loyal to him, the people that recognize his authority. So once I recognize God's authority in my life, then his kingdom is part of me. So what I'm saying here is thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now think about this for a few minutes. If you actually will go to heaven right now, you will see every being, every angel, the 24 beasts, every being is recognizing and giving allegiance to God. They are obedient to God. And when God tells them to do this, they do it. They are serving God. So what he's saying here is that your kingdom come like it is in heaven on earth, but only through me. So I got to pray, Lord, you let your kingdom come. Let it, just like it is in earth, correction, just like it is in heaven, let it be here on earth. And then I like this verse here. Give us this day our daily bread. That is a daily substance. He's saying give us, he's not saying give us this day, give us a Mercedes being. 
He's not saying give us a huge money or give us a chance to hit the lottery. He's saying give us this day our daily need, necessity, bread. And then in the next verse, 12th verse, forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. In order for me to have connection in heaven, I can only have connection in heaven if I am horizontally connected with my brother. So I must learn how to forgive my brother if God is going to forgive me in heaven. And then I like the 13th verse, lead us not into temptation. Now, I want to focus on this word right here, temptation. Now, the scripture tells us that God do not tempt a man. I totally agree with that. He does not. So this temptation has a twofold thing. See, what God does is test, but he tests through Satan. He allows Satan to do things to us. Satan wants to tempt you. So sometimes it is the same event. From God's perspective, it's a test. But from Satan's perspective, it's a temptation. Because what Satan is trying to do is lead you away from God. Because at the end of that verse, it says, or that sentence, it says, but deliver us from evil. Now, in some scriptures, it says from the evil one. In other words, that circumstance or that trial or that event that I'm going through, it can become a temptation if I allow Satan to control it. Think about this. When Jesus was led after he was baptized, he was led into the wilderness to be tempted. It says the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness to be tempted. Satan does the temptation. God allows the test. So when I'm praying here, lead us not into temptation, even though I'm in a test, Lord, don't let it become a temptation where Satan is enticing me to come and move away from you. Let it be a test so I can get closer to you. Because it says in the next verse, thy, for thy is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. I'm doing all this because, Lord, you have a kingdom and a power and a glory. I'm recognizing it all for you. I love this prayer, you all. That is amazing when you think about it from that perspective. So I'm going to discuss hallowed be thy name. In other words, what are the names of God in the Bible so we can focus? And I put some here that I like. El, El Yon, El Olam, El Shaddai. Each of these names are given to God and they have a different meaning to it. Notice Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is provided. Jehovah Salom, the Lord is my peace. This is amazing when you think in the Old Testament because each time God intervened in the patriarch's life, if it was Abraham, if it was Joseph, then there was a name attached to that. And the question I want you to think about is, share a time when you wanted God to forgive you, but you did not want to forgive someone else. Back to verse 12. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You know, when you think of forgiving, and this is the last outline, verse 14 and 15. For if ye, this is what it's saying, forgive men their trespasses, 
your heavenly father will also forgive you but if you forgive not men how is your father remember that is that horizontal relationship that we have to have with our brother if we're going to maintain a vertical relationship with God and my thought to remember is Jesus taught that it is more important to develop our inner relationship with God through prayer so basically that's all what he wants is not say that same prayer over and over but allow your prayers to develop a relationship with your with your God and the lesson I learned from this is I've learned how not to pray. I must not allow my prayers to generate into a performance because meaningless words do not transform into meaningful prayers. So my goal is neither to impress nor inform others, but to create an intimate encounter between the creator and the creation. Let's spend a few moments on reflection. I have a key verse is Matthew 6, 6, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to the Father, which is in secret. And thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. You know, that verse make me realize that there's nothing that I can do that is hidden from God. For he sees my secrets and he knows what I'm doing all the time. He knows my heart. Matthew 7 and 7 it says, Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. As I look back on my life, I want you, you to reflect on your life and how sincere you are each time you pray. Let us pray. Dearest Heavenly Father, thank you for reminding me that I serve an all-powerful, heavenly God. Forgive me of my sins. Give me the tools I need to walk with you daily. Help me to remember that you can and will provide all of my needs. Your many names equip me with the knowledge I need to follow after you. I know now that you are full of grace. Feel my hurt. Come to my aid. Provide and give me peace. Help me to remember these truths when the road gets hard. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.